Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin. Yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price and I'm here with my co-host Greg Hawkert. Greg, how are you doing? Doing fabulous, Tanner. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's Easter. We're enjoying some beverages tonight. Just having 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 a good old time, you know. I'm preparing for hockey and NHL and NBA playoffs. I'm I'm ready to go. It's a lot of playoffs right there. I'm not my team's not in it. So <laughs> I, I'm 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 rooting for chaos. I'm, I'm rooting for chaos. I hope that uh, I hope that the the Thunder beat the Wolves. So we can local team in the playoffs for for you and I at least being from Oklahoma. So uh, I know they go up against your Nuggets. Well, but yeah, I'm a Nuggets fan. I let's not let's not get that twisted at all. I don't know. I'll, I'll be cheering for seven games. I don't care who wins. I'll I'll cheer for seven games though. You're a man of chaos. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well. There's been I don't know not a ton of not a ton of news recently in the last week I guess week and a half we recorded on Tuesday last week right um, you want to run us through some some baseball stuff Greg yeah so uh, we'll just go over some of the brief conference matchups so uh, Oklahoma State and TCU had a series this weekend uh, TCU won the series two to one um, Oklahoma State won the first game of that series on. I believe Thursday because they didn't play on Sunday due to it being Easter, and then TCU won the last two, so they they won that series, um, which bumped them up. They were previously not ranked. Now they have just cracked the top twenty-five. They are twenty-fifth, um, and then Texas, uh, the only other uh, really notable conference series, uh, beat Kansas State two to one, uh, so they win that series and move up two spots to nineteen. So yep. That is uh, that. That's that's the short rundown on baseball. Yep, man. Oklahoma State had it. Relief pitching, like I was telling you about last week, really really cost cost the pokes this weekend. But that's all right. Uh, Big Twelve softball. So we got OU at one. They they swept Texas Tech last week. Uh, Oklahoma State dropped from two to three, even though they swept Kansas. It's because last week they dropped a single game to Wichita State. They lost by one point. Which is uh, only their third loss of the year. Yeah. So. Yeah. But the margins are that slim in the top five. So. Right. They got they got uh, Oklahoma State and UCLA basically switched spots there, and then Texas moved down from uh, eight to ten, and I believe it's I think it's because they they dropped one or two games in their last series. I forget exactly who they played, and then Baylor staying at twenty two, even though. They played Tennessee twice last week, and keep in mind, Greg, Tennessee is number four in the country. They beat Tennessee twice, and then they also beat Mercer, who is around that uh, Knoxville area. So, so Big Twelve is a softball conference. You said the SEC is overrated as as usual. Greg, it just means more. It does. It mean it means more <laughs> to to our unranked softball teams going on the road and winning a top five series. Not even just a game. They won the whole series. Yep. Yep. Well. Speaking of conferences, oh, my favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> There's my been, favorite topic. So we don't we don't love to do a lot of speculation. I know that's a buzzword around here, um, 
but I think we're going to maybe partake a little bit. We're going to we'll play a game. We're going to dip our toes in the water. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about conference realignment because that's been a very hot topic, um, especially with a conference out west, um, the Pac-12 I'm speaking of. They are having slight difficulties getting a TV contract, which some people, say, yeah. some people don't realize how important the TV contracts are for the university's uh, athletic programs, but also just like financial wealth as a university. I mean, it's what makes it what it's what makes the university athletic programs run. And I think that, I mean, maybe we'll add. A, I mean, there might be a sprinkle of speculation in this small little segment, but we're mostly talking about factual stuff. Like it is a fact that the Pac-12 conference is struggling to find a TV deal. They have gone about three months ago from being rumored to have been talking with Fox, ESPN, CBS. And now they've, they then they went to I believe it was like Apple TV, a subscription based type they were, thing. Yeah, they were looking at Apple and Prime. And then both of those no longer were interested. And now they're talking to like Ion Network and CW. Which, if somebody can tell me what channel CW is on, that would be great. I'm sure I could. Well, I I, I know I, that, I know that Seventh Heaven I think is on that. I was gonna say channel. I think I could probably catch like the Andy Griffith show or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's it's it's. It's kind of funny, and I'll, I'll just I'll say this. This is the only thing that I'll actually like like ramble on about the Pac-12 for. Um, they had a shot two years ago to completely destroy the Big 12 Conference. Like, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Well, if we were doing the podcast, it would be like around the however many teams are in the Pac-16 or whatever it may <laughs> be, and that wouldn't have been a good name for the podcast. So we're glad that didn't happen. They had a shot when OU and Texas announced they were, well, they didn't announce it, but you know what I mean. Uh, when it was leaked that OU and Texas were leaving, I mean, the Big 12 was in shambles for all of about three or four months, and they had a shot. You know, George Klykoff, the Pac-12 commissioner, at one point said, we'll, we'll see if we decide to go shopping or not. Uh, I mean, just some very uh, not-so-subtle comments about uh, shopping for teams in the Big 12, and then ultimately decided they were good, that they were okay. They were all set. Uh, all they needed was their uh, their current 12 teams, and, and they were going to be fine. Well, since then, obviously, USC and UCLA announced they were leaving, and the Pac-12 is now in the Big 12's shoes, or at least the shoes the Big 12 was in prior to the Big 12 adding our four new teams, which we're very excited to have. Uh, so the Big 12 being in a much better position now to poach some teams. They have secured a TV contract. Uh, a nice one. A good one at that. Not not anywhere near, you know, like a like a Big Ten or SEC, but uh, one that firmly positions themselves as like that third, that next, uh, that third third best or third most prestigious uh, athletic conference. Uh, so there's been some rumors about uh, the Big Twelve poaching some Pac-12 schools. Tanner, do you have? Let, let's let's say let's say you get two schools from the Pac-12. Who who are your top two and and why? I get two schools. Okay. For, okay. First and foremost, this this is not even a question for me. Colorado, former former Big Twelve member. Um, I grew up as a Colorado fan. That was when Colorado was in the Big Twelve. So that was that's kind of like near and dear to my heart. That's like kind of an emotional thing for me. Um, but I also think that Prime brings a lot of Coach Prime. Deion Sanders uh, brings a lot of eyes, and that would be good for the Big 12. I mean, I, the, 
Pac-12 fans feel actually really good about it as well because they think that brings a lot of eyes to them, which it does. Um, but maybe not at like twelve thirty at night on the East Coast. Right. Right. Um, my second team would be one of Utah or Arizona, and let me explain why. Utah, I think, just to have the in-conference rivalry between BYU and Utah itself, uh, I I love that. I think that'd be that'd be really great. Stay within the Mountain Time Zone. You're not going out to California, Washington, Oregon, anything like that. Um, now, on the other hand, Arizona, great, great, great basketball school. You are essentially bolstering the Big Twelve as the best basketball conference if you do that. Um, those are my those are my quick and dirty reasons. I could go more in depth into those, but we're playing a game here. So my turn now. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll start off by agreeing with you. I would say Colorado as well. I think you bring in a little bit of a nostalgic factor to that, like you mentioned. Uh, Colorado is a not only a former Big Twelve school, but also a former Big Eight school. So I mean, Colorado and uh, a lot of these Big Twelve programs have a lot of history playing one another. And I think that the, I mean, you're not, you wouldn't have any crazy rivalries being renewed, but like a Colorado versus Kansas, Colorado versus Kansas State versus Oklahoma State. I mean, those are matchups that we grew up watching and a lot of people grew up watching. And I think it would be good. I think it would be mutually beneficial. I think the Big 12 would get a lot out of it because one, you tap into the Denver market. It's a big market. And 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 then you add a you add a school that was a former school, so it, it adds a little bit of flavor to it. And then Colorado, I think, benefits because it. I think more people, and, and I don't say I just I think I know because the numbers are out there and this is factual evidence. More people are watching the Big Twelve than they are the Pac twelve. And now that U, USC and UCLA are gone, no one no one's watching Colorado at Oregon State at twelve thirty at night, like you said. It, it just is not going to happen. And so. Um, I mean, Coach Prime doesn't have a, too much of an issue recruiting, but I think it make it. Uh, I think it make them even more competitive if they were in the Big Twelve. And then my second, um, I'm not going to give an either or situation. I'm going to be firm in this. If I only had to pick two, I would pick Utah. And also for the same reason you said, you get it. You get one of the. I think automatically you have the best rivalry in the conference with BYU and Utah. But then also you kind of bring in Colorado and Utah are also rivals. Now I don't know what the I don't know what the degree of rivalry that game is. Maybe you do being from Colorado, but uh, it's kind of you bring in you bring in a school that is already rivals with two other Big Twelve schools, uh, and then you just firmly position yourself in the entire. I mean, you have the entire state of Utah wrapped around your finger now with the two biggest universities. Um, and I also think that Utah brings a a certain level of success to the Big 12 that maybe uh, a Colorado, at least in recent memory, won't be bringing. I mean, Utah's won, uh, well, actually, didn't they lose the Rose Bowl this year? Yes. They've lost the last two years. But, I mean, you're talking about the back-to-back back to back Pac-12 champion. So I, th- those would be my two reasons. And, and I, I think it'd be I think it would be a lot of fun. Um I don't want. I don't know about you. I'll I'll pose this question to you, and then we can get into to some recruiting and transfer portal stuff. But do you think there's a certain number of teams in a conference that you would just say, "All right, that's too much. This doesn't even feel like a conference anymore." At this point, no. No, I think, um, I think it's going to be like, like a land grab, 
for between between the Big Twelve, the ACC, and the Pac Twelve, to whoever can get the most teams is going to try to survive along the Big Twelve and the SEC. That's do, do you think though if the Big Twelve, if if the Pac Twelve's TV contract truly did not work out and everyone dipped and and the Big Twelve grabbed the four corner schools, so Colorado, Utah. Arizona, Arizona State, and then they also grab say like Oregon and Washington. I think, I and think, then you're talking about like an 18 team league. Is that too much? No. Interesting. Okay. I think, I think at that point you do. So like I know, pod system. I know that every, I know that the Big Ten and the SEC have gotten rid. Actually, this was the last year of your divisions, your East and West. I think once you get too large, because you have, you go from Orlando to. Let's say you grab Oregon State, like Corvallis, or Oregon, like yeah. I mean the two, like as far literally across the country as you possibly can. Literally be. opposite corners, West Virginia. Yeah, so that I I would say I would think you would split down the center of the country and call it East and West and like yeah, Big Twelve yeah. East, Big Twelve West, or something like that. What but, about what about basketball? Would you be interested in some <clears throat> basketball only schools like a Gonzaga or a I've I've heard. Um, the the rumor of the Big Twelve possibly going for a basketball only membership for like some Big East schools like a UConn, Marquette, uh, Villanova. After after the last decade and the Big East having three national champions, Villanova twice and UConn this year, I think the likelihood of you getting a Big East Basketball only school is kind of lower. Now maybe you could talk me into Creighton just because of geographically. Proximity, yeah. yeah, geographically, okay, I could see that. More than more likely, not more than likely, but more likely, I could see Gonzaga joining as a basketball. Yeah, only that school. one's been the one that's been talked about the most, and, and I think they would would want it being that they're in a very small conference. That would also be mutually beneficial for. For them, because everybody's always like, oh, Gonzaga is like, yeah, sure, they're good, but they don't play anybody all year. Right. And then for the Big 12, it's like, okay, you're getting a, like, in the last decade, they've been a top 10, top 15 team very consistently every year. So that would be good for both Gonzaga and the Big 12 as a whole. But, okay. All right. We'll, we'll digress. We'll hop off our soapbox. That was fun, though. We need to do more segments like that. I'll, I, I can ramble on about... Conference fun or conference realignment topics with, without too much speculation for for a long time. So. These are games, yeah. These are these are fun little games. But real maybe, who knows? maybe we'll maybe we'll have something to actually talk about that's factual soon. We'll see. Hopefully, yes, yes. Um, well, we do have some factual stuff to talk about, Greg. Uh, we have some recruiting news that's happened in the last day, day and a half. So bad news: five star AJ Johnson decommits from Texas. To play in the NBL, I did not say I said what I said. NBL, National Bas- Basketball League, it's in Australia, right? That is in Australia. That is the league that uh, Lamelo Ball played in. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so he feels like he can go better himself um, in the Australian league rather than go to Texas. I'm not sure how I really feel about that. I mean, they're probably get they probably be getting paid the same um, if you're an athlete at Texas, but. But that's 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 not great news. Um, and then four-star Eric Daly Jr. officially signs with Oklahoma State after some 
honestly similar similar uns- uncertainty yeah similar uncertainty to aj johnson there was there were some rumors that he might go to the g league route or go to the nbl uh nobody was really sure but this uh this was on wednesday february tw- or february gosh april Not 12th signing day. wow april 12th uh he signed with oklahoma state so that was the good news. We only have really two pieces of news regarding high school recruiting. Um, but we got... Transfer portal? <laughs> the portal is still open, everybody. We'll, we'll go through this this a little quicker than we did last week just because um, saying names just, just is not the most exciting thing. However, we do at least get to talk about some commitments this week as well, not just departures. So... We'll start alphabetically again. So Baylor. Had- oh wait, wait, wait! Before we before we start going through this, I think we need to mention who who we have on the docket today. Oh, that's right, that's right. We got a couple new schools uh, we may be talking <laughs> about here um, due to a request from a very special listener. Uh, we'll not be talking about the four new Big Twelve schools. So, uh, being that we are talking. Basketball transfer portal. This is obviously stuff that's going to affect the next basketball season. The next basketball season will have BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF as members of the Big 12 Conference. So it's only right that we start to talk about them. Um, and when we really get into football here in the next couple of months, weeks even, uh, we will be talking about them as well. So, yeah, pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're really pumped. Um yeah, let's let's. All right, sorry to interrupt, but well, Baylor only. Well, I say only. I mean, this is basketball, so you you know you lose you lose a couple guys. It's a good portion of your roster, but they had two guys uh, enter the transfer portal. Uh, they had a center and then their point guard Dale Bonner um, being the most notable one. Uh, he was a senior. Uh, he played in a lot of games. Only averaged four point seven points per game, but still uh, lost a little bit of experience uh, with him transferring out. BYU, so hello BYU, uh, what's up Provo, Utah, we are here, the Around the 12 is ready for you guys, um, BYU lost two freshmen, uh, Hao Dong, a small forward, and Braden Moore, a power forward, uh, they're both freshmen like I said, so uh, not a lot of experience lost, but definitely some some depth there, um, Cincinnati had Jeremiah Davenport commit, or excuse me, Transfer, enter the transfer portal, but he's already committed to Arkansas since entering. Transfer portal you. Honestly, yeah. Arkansas. And continuing with that Arkansas trend, Houston's Traymon Mark has committed to Arkansas. So basically, <laughs> since since last week, since we recorded, they've entered and committed. We haven't even really got to talk about them or anything. So that's that's your Cincinnati and Houston update. For departures, we'll get into commitments here in a second. Uh, so for OU, uh, they lost Jacob Groves, power forward, uh, tw- twin brother, younger brother, younger brother of Tanner Groves. Um, so that one, he was a not necessarily he didn't start uh, at least most games he didn't start, but sixth or seventh man, he was a key contributor off the bench. Uh, played in uh, thirty two games, so. Uh, you lose a lot of experience there. Oklahoma State, uh, probably uh, between them, uh, actually these next three schools we're about to talk about, some of the most notable departures. Uh, Oklahoma State loses both of their centers, uh, Caleb Boone and Musa Sise. Caleb Boone was a 
uh, four-year player at OSU, Musa Cisse, transferred in from Memphis, played for two years, uh, was the co-Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year last year, and he is now back in the portal. So uh, OSU loses uh, their two uh, big men that were uh, when Oklahoma State was rolling this last year. They were both um, playing fairly well. So Yeah, between those two guys, Oklahoma State loses about 17 points per game. Double-digit rebounds and two to three blocks a game. That's 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 you, some big yeah. that's some big losses. Uh, both players are four stars entering the portal. Texas uh, lost Rowan Brumbaugh. He was a freshman, didn't play a lot this year, but he commit. He's already committed to Georgetown. And then Arterio Morris. He is a point guard, former five-star recruit. This one was surprising to me. Yes, it was very very surprising to me. He played in all almost all. Well, he did play in all 38 games. He only averaged 4.6 points a game, but as a freshman... Um, I would I would love to see, though, what his average was in postseason play. Because when, when I was watching the Big 12 Conference Tournament and the NCAA Tournament, he was getting significant minutes and was a key factor, uh, even defensively as well. So, I, I know you're, you're already pulling this up, but... Um, he, he, he played a lot uh, down the stretch, so he'll be missed for sure. Um, um, he did not score until their Elite Eight game. What did he do in the Big 12 tournament, though? I, I remember him playing well there. Let's, let's uh, He had see eight here. against Kansas in the Big 12 championship game. Maybe that's what I'm remembering. He had eight against Kansas in the championship game, two against TCU in the semifinals, ten against Oklahoma State in the quarterfinals. He, ten, ten points in fifteen minutes is pretty good. But anyway, we can we can hop off our our soapbox about him. But that that's a that's a huge loss for Texas, um, and and now their roster's taking a couple of hits uh, this week. Yep, and then Texas Tech, uh, they've had. One guy enter the portal and stay in the portal, Daniel Bacho, who's a center. And then Robert Jennings entered the portal this last week, and then uh, he actually withdrew from the portal. So that's that's good to see from Texas Tech. Um, UCF has had three guys enter the portal. Hello to all of our listeners <laughs> in Orlando. Three guys enter the portal, um, two of them being seniors, one of them uh, sophomore Jalen Young. And then West Virginia has had Jamel King enter the portal and then also commit to Kennesaw State within the last week. All right, that's enough bad news. Greg, let's talk, let's talk some transfer portal commits. Yeah, this is a much, much more fun talk, topic to, to talk about. So uh, starting off with Cincinnati, they got a commitment from Jamil Reynolds. He's a four-star center, originally played at Temple, uh, played in 22 games this year, averaged 10 and 5. Uh, so they're getting uh, a lot of production there um, in in uh, a new big man. Yeah, definitely Jamil Reynolds definitely moving up from mid-major to high, well, power five. Um, Houston, really, really good polls here. Damian Dunn, also from Temple, four-star shooting guard. Played in 31 games, averaged 15.3 uh, points per game and three assists per game. But the big the big pull for uh, Houston here is LJ Cryer from Baylor. Who we talked about last week. It's kind of a surprise. Heard he wanted to play point guard. That's the reason he entered the portal. So 
Maybe we'll see him play play a little bit of the one and Damian Dunn play the two. That's a lot of scoring they're getting. I mean, 15 points a game from Dunn, and I think Cryer was right around that 15, 16 points per game margin too. Yep. And then Iowa State also getting two two pretty solid commitments. Uh, one from Keyshawn Gilbert. He's a point guard. Basically, Caleb Grill's re- replacement. Uh, he's a four-star. He has two years of eligibility uh, transferring from University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and he averaged 11.4 points per game last year in 31 games. And then, Greg, I wanna I wanna hear you try to. You're, no, no. Yep, come on, come on. I am okay. I can. <laughs> All right, I got you. It's Jackson Pavletsky, uh, shooting guard, also a four star. He transferred from Wofford. He was a freshman this last year, so he has three years of eligibility left. He played in 33 games this past year, had 33 minutes a game, 15.1 points a game, and shot 49% from the field. This is a very, very good shooting guard with a lot of upside for Iowa State. Yep. They'll, they'll be a good shooting team next year if, if these two transfers are an indication of anything. Yes, they definitely will be. So then we have TCU. So uh, we'll wrap it up with TCU and West Virginia. Uh, TCU, um, they get two transfers. They get uh, a center and a shooting guard. Tanner, you want to help me pronounce this? Is that Esam? Mustafa. Mustafa. Um, so he don't know what type of production he will bring in, but again, kind of like the Caleb Grill replacement he will be almost as like the Eddie Lampkin replacement. Um, so he did average 12 and 10. Um, so you are getting, uh, you're getting, I mean, a that's double, a lot of rebounds. You're getting a double, double guy. That's a lot of, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what scoring he's, he's able to do uh, once he gets to the big 12, but the 10 rebounds a game rebounds translate. So that will be really good for them. Um, and then uh, the shooting guard TCU got uh, from Texas A&M Corpus Christi, uh, who, has made the tournament in the last two years as a as a 16 seed. I <laughs> I, I do know that just because they, they they stand out to me. That was a that was a school not too far from where I grew up. Um, so he played in 35 games this year, averaged almost 16 a game. So uh, I don't think he'll be anything like a like a Mike Miles, but um, in terms of just star status. But uh, you're getting you're filling in that that points per game lost with Mike Miles' departure. Yep, and then. Um, Wait, did I? I think I missed somebody here. Hold on. Uh, West Virginia got a commitment from Kerr Carissa. He is a four-star point guard from Arizona. He is from Estonia, um, so the the Baltic region or Balkan, Balkan. Yes, the Balkan region has a lot. Or I guess no, that's the ball. I don't really know what I'm saying right now. But I believe that West Virginia also received a nope, never mind. Wow, I'm just all over the place right now. But he was a highly sought after point guard in the portal. He did he only he only averaged nine point nine points a game as a I think he's a freshman um, last year at Arizona. But but he also averaged over five assists a game. So that's that's really great production uh, for, <coughs> for for Bob Huggins. That's probably what he's looking for is a more traditional point guard than maybe a guy like Eric Stevenson last year or someone like that who's more of a ball dominant uh shoot combo guard almost yeah. so that's 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 a good pull for Bob Huggins for sure well that's that's all we got 
Yeah. A little bit of a shorter episode, but that's okay. I think we'll have some good stuff in store for the next uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, Everyone, mark it, mark it down right now on your calendars. Uh, let's see, April 27th and May 4th, we are going to have some very uh, good episodes back-to-back weeks, mostly because Greg and I will not be doing a lot of talking. <laughs> uh, we're going to have guests on back-to-back weeks. Uh, we're really, really excited. Um, so yeah, make sure make sure you have your notifications turned on for the podcast whenever it hits Spotify or Apple. Um, we are very, very excited for these guests. Um, also, fun fact, Greg is buying a, himself a microphone. So we're really excited about that. We're going to have like a little recording studio set up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, this is going to be a good couple it's, of weeks it's coming huge, up. It's a huge step for me in the podcasting business, actually purchasing a microphone. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll, maybe we won't be sitting uh, sitting a foot apart talking into the same microphone. Now, I mean, so. we could sit a foot apart and still talk into separate microphones. Actually, that probably wouldn't work very well, but... Well, we'll find out next week. We will find out next week. Yeah, uh, we're excited for uh, we're excited for uh, the guests we'll have on. Preview a little bit of football and um, and then uh, maybe switch it up a little bit. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. You probably like this episode because it's a little shorter. Um, but anyways, if you like this podcast and you like what we're talking about, would you please give us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We would really, really appreciate that. And then also, um, if you guys have any questions about any Big 12 news or any news outside of the conference, which we can try to cover, um, anything that you guys want us to talk about, we would be more than happy to talk about. And then just hit us up uh, with any questions that y'all have on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Sounds good. You good, Greg? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Right. 30, mi- 30 minutes. That's, that's right a, on the dot. That's there we a, go. That's a solid episode. There we go. All right. Well, everybody, we thank you. We love you. Goodbye.